Good morning. This is AB, and this is the Talk About God podcast. Um, so without further ado, thank you, Lord. Thank you for waking me today. I pray that you'd be with me today. You know what is before me much better than I do. And I just pray that you guide me in it, that you truly walk me through it, that you um, guide my words. And, um, I I just, I thank you. I thank you. I pray that whatever opportunity be before me, that it, um, that you make it known if it's from you. I don't want it if you're not in it. Um, so I thank you. I thank you that it's even a consideration that says a lot. Um, and so I thank you. Um, Above all, thank you for your word. Like, oh, so jumping back into Genesis, um, not gonna lie, I'm kind of in a hurry to get to my favorite part of Genesis, but, um, we're still on Jacob. So we know that Jacob wrestled with God. That was Genesis uh, 32, 30. And he is the first and only to be able to say that he has seen the face of God and not lost his life, which I was super excited about um, because I've always loved um, really Joseph, his son, um, and his story. But the story of Jacob who becomes Israel is, I mean, Hello, it's an amazing story, and he was a hot mess. So anyway, his story continues in Genesis 34. The only daughter that I've seen mentioned thus far in any, anywhere and anything, and we're almost, you know, we're over halfway through Genesis. So Dinah. Dinah is the daughter of Leah. Um, and Dinah decides that she's going to go out um after they've settled in Shechem and she's going to sorry excuse me she's going to visit the girls of the land and she goes out unescorted now why is that a big deal right independent woman well um well it's a big deal because when she goes out unescorted Shechem the son of Hammer the Hivite and he's a prince of the land he sees her he kidnaps her And he rapes her. It says um, in my translation, he kidnapped her and laid intimately with her by force, humbling and offending her. But his soul longed for and clung to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. And he loved the girl and spoke comfortingly to her young heart's wishes. And so like every spoiled prince, he goes to his daddy and says, get me her. Now you've already completely defiled her um I don't know yeah I don't know what he could speak comfortingly to her after um quite literally just taking her by sheer force I can't imagine um that to be a good situation for Dinah so anyway Jacob's sons hear what has happened when they come in from the field and they are a furious um and it says here 
Now when Jacob, Genesis 34, 7, now when Jacob's sons heard of it, they came in from the field. They were deeply grieved. They were very angry for Shechem had done a disgraceful thing to Israel by laying with Jacob's daughter. For such a thing is not done. So at this point, Jacob, um, his name was changed to Israel, but Israel, I said, I um, see here as being a reference to his people. And it also... He apparently, it says that Jacob may have been concerned about traveling through certain places, but anyway. And this, this verse using the word Israel in the way that it did, it implies that the family of Jacob, Israel was developing into a distinct people or nation. And they are recognized by Pharaoh as a separate nation in Exodus as well. Um, so we carry on and basically... Shechem's father comes in as the king and his sons, Jacob's sons, answer them deceitfully. Um, and they basically just say, listen, our sister can't marry you until every man in your, your, you know, town, village, I, I don't know, are circumcised. You know, we, we cannot, yeah, we can't intermarry in anything with you guys because you're heathens. You got to be circumcised. So... They all consent. The whole, every man who was a resident of the city was circumcised. And then Genesis 34, 25. Now on the third day after their circumcision, when the men were all sore and in pain, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's full brothers, because you know Dinah has half siblings too. They've got, you know, bunches of wives. Anyway, they took out their swords, boldly, entered the city without anyone suspecting them of evil content and killed every male killed hammer and his son Shechem and with the edge of the sword and took Dinah out of Shechem's house where she was staying and left when Jacob's other sons came upon those who were killed they looted the town because their sister had been defiled and disgraced so they literally take everything they took captive all the women and children everything Jacob says to them in verse 30, You ruined me, making me a stench to the inhabitants of the land. The Canaanites and the Perizzites, anyway, my men are few in number, and the men of the land will band together against me and attack me. I shall be destroyed. But they say, Should he be permitted to treat our sister like a prostitute? For once I was amazed um, by his sons like i feel like that what they did was very deceitful which makes sense because their father's jacob um and grandmother is rachel um or i'm sorry no rebecca and they're you know crafty little people but um to just yeah to just be like that was their punishment for raping our sister i think that, that was um quite endearing of the brothers so anyway Jacob moves and he tells everybody, get rid of all your idols. Um, what I didn't realize is they had rings, which were worn in their ears, um, as charms against evil. I never heard that before. I thought that was really interesting. Um, so anyway, as they journeyed to, um, Bethel, 
there was a great supernatural terror sent from God on the cities around them. And for that reason, the Canaanites did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So that's Jacob 35.5. Um, I thought that was very interesting that God, like, <laughs> he made her by scared. So that, that was nice. And then here, sorry, I jumped ahead of myself. Apparently, Jacob has not been changed, has his name changed to Israel just yet. It's 35.9 that his name changes to Israel. And this I found so, so beautiful too. So God, then God in a visible manifestation. God in a visible manifestation appeared to Jacob again and he came out of Padan Aram and declared a blessing on him. Again, God said, your name is Jacob. You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. So he was called Israel and God said to him, I am God almighty, be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall come from you. And kings shall be born born of your loins. And the land which I have gave Abraham and Isaac, I will give to you. And to your descendants after you, I will give the land. So then Rachel gives birth to another child. Um, She suffers severely when she, it's Genesis 35, 7, when she was in hard labor, the midwife said to her, do not be afraid, you now have another son. And her soul, as her soul was departing, she named him Ben-Oni, son, son of my sorrow. But his father called him Benjamin, son of my right hand. Um, Reuben gets a honorable mention, not really so honorable, where he sleeps with one of his dad's concubines, which was messed up. Nothing comes of it, but apparently it was um, bad enough to make it into the Bible for all of history. So good job, Reuben. Um... So Jacob goes back to Isaac, his father. Um, At that point, Isaac was 180. That's when Isaac dies, um, Genesis 35, 28. And Esau and Jacob bury him. So that was nice to see Esau. He finally did make it back to Esau. Um, It then begins to... name off Esau's descendants in um, chapter 36, um, which is so much fun. Of course, we know Esau took three wives. He took the two Canaanite wives that his parents um, just despised and the one Israelite um, wife. Um, They, of course, had to split up as well, um, much like, um, oh my gosh, Lot and Abraham had to split because their flocks were too large. Very same thing. Didn't have enough land to support all of the flock. Um, so they, they went their own separate ways. Um, Zibion's son, uh, Genesis 36, 24, apparently found a hot springs in the wilderness as he pastured the donkeys of Zibion's father and his father. So I think that that, that popped up. It, it just seemed kind of random and out of place to me. Um, but apparently this hot spring was a big deal. That's the only thing I can come up with. Maybe they really liked it and wanted to be sure he got credit for finding that. I don't know. Um, But we get um, now to one of my most favorite, most favorite stories of all the Bible. Most favorite. Joseph. So Genesis 37 
I'm probably not going to make it through all of the story um, because, yeah, it's a long one. I, I think it Genesis. Um, I don't know if it ends with still with him. Probably. Anyway, doesn't matter. Does not matter. Yeah. So Genesis in 37 picks up the story of Joseph and ends with Joseph. That's a lot. But anyway, it's such a wonderful story, which is why I'm excited about it. So Joseph, um, so Jacob obviously had, um, Rachel had two kids and, um, one was Joseph, one was Seth. Um, and here's what happens to Joseph. And of course, Jacob slash Israel is his dad. So Joseph was 17 years old. Um, he brought a bad report back to, to Jacob from the rest of his brothers. So there's 12 brothers in all. Um, and so he's reporting back on the other brothers. And with that... just to kind of speed things along. Um, Jacob loved Joseph the most. He gave him a coat, a multicolored tunic, um, to, it it was a status symbol. It was to show that he was the favored son. It wasn't like, oh, dad gave him a coat, whatever it, no, it meant he, um, he was favored. He didn't have to do the grunt work. He was dad's like personal assistant essentially. And he, he stayed with dad. He did whatever dad told him to do. Dad told him to go out and check on the rest of the boys with the flock. He goes out, he checks on the rest of the boys. He comes back and he tells dad, he basically tattles on him and he brings back a bad report, which in all fairness, they shouldn't have been doing it, but regardless. So the brothers just hated him even more, um, for this bad report. And they couldn't even speak to him on friendly terms is what this says. And So Joseph dreams a dream. He tells his brother about the dreams. His brothers um, get even more furious. Um, The dream is about, let's see, Genesis 37, 7. We brothers were binding sheaves of grain stalks in the field. And lo, my sheaf suddenly got up and stood upright and remained standing. Behold, your sheaf stood all around my sheaf and bowed down in respect. Of course, the brothers get furious. They hate him even more. It says it over and over. This is like one of the few times I've seen hate, literally the word hate in the Bible. Um, At least up until this point. Um, And they, they find his words to be arrogant. And then he has another dream. And it's about stars and moon bowing in respect and all of this fun stuff. So he tells his father, his dad rebukes him. um, And he's like, you know, you really think we're going to bow to you? Um, his brothers were envious and jealous of him, but his father kept the words of Joseph in mind, wondering about their meaning. It, it, this is, I'm so sorry. There's so many things highlighted. It's, it's like really one of my favorite stories. And I'm like, what, what is, you know, important? What's not, it's all important. It's wonderful. So Israel says to Joseph, are not your brothers pastoring the flock at Shechem? Come and I will send you to them. And he said, here I am. I found that interesting because it's, it mirrors what, um, Jacob always says to, to God, here I am, here I am. Um, anyway, he loses his way. God points him in the right direction. He finds them, but before he finds them, they see him coming a long way off and they plot to kill him. And so 
Ruben gets another honorable mention, and here he's saying, let's let's not kill him. Like, just put him in this pit, this cistern, um, and don't kill him. And he says this because he thinks, you know, if they throw him down in this cistern, I can come back and take him back to dad. No big deal. Um, when he reaches them, they strip him, they take his tunic off, and they threw him into the cistern. Of course, there was no water in it, so it wasn't like he had a fear of drowning. Um, but they, they're having lunch. I don't know where Ruben goes at this point. Um, but they decide that they see Ishmaelites coming and, um, they're like, let's, let's sell him. So they get 20 shekels of silver, um, for Joseph. Ruben comes back to the, um, pit unaware that any of this has happened. He freaks out because the of course, Joseph's not there. Um, so they then dip his tunic in blood. They, they kill a goat. And they take it to their dad. And they're like, oh my gosh, an animal got him. Um, it does say Genesis 37, 35. All his sons and daughters talking about um, Jacob's sons and daughters. Attempted to console him, but he refused to be comforted. And said, I will go down to Shoal. Um, in mourning for my son. Meanwhile, I always love seeing that in the Bible. Meanwhile, in Egypt, the Midianites sold Joseph as a slave to Potiphar. Now, uh, oh my gosh, loud mouth today. Um, but anyway, now it then pops into the story of his, his brother, Joseph's brother, Judah. Um, that he left and he went to stay and he he marries um, and he has some some kids. Um, his story is just that the wife of Ur, which is his firstborn, um, Ur was firstborn in the sight of the Lord and the Lord killed him in judgment. Just took him right out. So in Jewish culture, if your brother died you then had to take his wife not as your own still your brother's wife but you had to give her kids you had to sleep with her and give her children um because then they were considered your brother's children and their family line continues on so judah gives onan his second son to um ur's widow and um Conan knew the child was not going to be his, um, but his dead brother. So when he laid with his brother's widow, he, Willow, he, oh my gosh, widow, he spilled his seed on the ground to prevent conception. So he would not give a child to his brother. Um, what he did was displeasing in the sight of the Lord. Therefore, God killed him in judgment. Boom, gone too. So Judah tells um, Tamar, which is the wife, go back to your dad's house and stay there as a widow. And when my youngest, um, Shaliah, grows up, um, he too can, you know, do so. And then he was, he was saying that, but he, he never had any intention, um, of following through because he didn't want his youngest to die as well. Um, so she lived in her father's house and at some point finds out that, um, my goodness, that Judah was coming through, right? Cause now we're on Judah. It's Judah's family. This is Joseph's um, I'm sorry, Jacob slash Isaac's 
son, Judah. It gets very confusing very fast um, with all these names. I almost need to write them all out and track them. But anyway, so he's traveling. This is after his wife has died, after Judah's wife has died. Um, so Tamar does a little trickery herself and dresses up as a prostitute and waits along the road that she knows he's going to pass. He sees her, thinks she's a temple prostitute and, um, asked her to let him lie with her. And she says, what will you give me? And, um, he's like, I'll send you a goat. And she was like, well, until then, what are you going to give me? And so she takes his seal as cord and his staff. These are all things that are clearly his, um, he sleeps with her and she conceives a child. She goes back and puts on her widow's clothing. Um, he goes back or sends a servant back, um, with a goat, can't find her. And then three months later, he's told, Hey, Tamar, uh, Tamar, your daughter-in-law, she's pregnant. She's been playing the role of a prostitute. And so he's like, she needs to be burned and put to death as punishment immediately. Death for you. She comes back and sends, um, his staff rope and cord and says, well, the man who I'm, you know, whose child I'm carrying owns these. Do you recognize them? Super, super. Like, these are things that are insane to me. Like, this is straight out of a telenovela. Like, for real. How jacked up. Um, welcome to the wonderful people of the Bible. They are, like, we are no more jacked up than they are. Never have been. And I love it. I love it because it makes me feel so much better. That God still loves this hot mess family. Loves them. Absolutely loves them. So, anyway, Judah's like, oh, crap. He, um, Genesis 38, 26, Judah recognizes the articles and says, she has been more righteous in this matter than I, because I did not give her my son, Shaliah, as I had promised. And Judah did not have intimate relations with her again. She had twins. And, um, so then we go back into the story of Joseph. Um, when we left Joseph, he was sold into Potiphar's house. And, um, I'll just go through chapter 39 or yeah. So Joseph gets sold into Potiphar's house. Um, it does say Joseph 39, uh, Genesis 39 to Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph and he, even though a slave became a successful and prosperous man. Um, it goes on to say the Lord caused all that he did to prosper. He became Potiphar, which is a guard, um, high up in the Egyptian culture. Um, he became his personal servant and the Lord blessed the Egyptians house because of Joseph. Potiphar left all that he owned to Joseph's charge. Um, and with Joseph there, he need not pay attention to anything except for the food he ate. Here's the fun one. Here's God's, and I know I've said it before, but this is God's way of saying Joseph was hot. So now Joseph was handsome and attractive in form and appearance. You can look it up. Genesis 39, tail end of verse 6. Joseph was handsome and attractive in form and appearance. Um, Joseph's also 17. Remember this. Joseph is only 17. Doesn't matter in their time. Matters to me. He was young. Um, after a time, his master's wife looks at Joseph with desire and says, lie with me. 
terrible, terrible quotes to even be in the Bible for. And she's not quoted saying that once. Oh, no, no. She's quoted saying it twice. So he, she keeps, um, he keeps refusing her. She keeps coming at him. Um, and he says, Genesis 39, 9, referring to Potiphar. Potiphar is not greater in the house than I am, nor has he kept anything from me except you because you are his wife. How could I do this great evil and sin against God and your husband? So she spoke to Joseph persistently day after day, but he did not listen to her plea to lie beside her or be with her. Here's where we learn again. This is why witnesses are always good. Okay. We learned it with, um, back. Uh, oh goodness. Why did I just forget her name? Dinah? Yeah. Yeah. Dinah. We learned it with Dinah. Dinah went out, um, without an escort. So it happened one day that Joseph went in the house to attend to his duties and none of the men of the household were there in the house. There are no witnesses. She caught him by his outer robe and said, again, lie with me. He left his robe in her hand and ran away. So first of all, he should really stop. Oh my goodness. I promise everything's fine, but they are very loud. I'm sorry. Um, playing with a bone. Good job, guys. Okay. But anyway, sorry for that. Um, so at some point you would think that he would quit wearing robes. I mean, just a thought. Um, anyway, but he's a good runner. So good job. So he runs out. She calls the men back into the house and says, here's what happened. He tried to sleep with me. I screamed when he heard me screaming, he left his robe and ran out of the house. She leaves his robe beside her until the master came home. So until Potiphar comes home, she is laying in bed with this robe. Um, and Potiphar took him and put him in prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. This is very important. I know I've said it before, but I will say it again. There were two prisons. There was a Hebrew prison and there was a Egyptian prison, a Hebrew prison, which would never get him access to anything whatsoever, ever, ever, ever. There was a king's prison, Pharaoh's prison, where he would have access to Pharaoh eventually. He put him in the king's prison. That was all God. There's no way. There's no way that wasn't 110% by God's design. So, um, Genesis 40, I'm sorry, Genesis 39 verse 21. I'm going to stop here, but, but the Lord was with Joseph and extended loving kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the warden. And of course, then he, um, he gets in charge of things in prison. He He's now going to be like the warden's secondhand man like he was Potiphar's. Um, we are just like just scratching the surface of the story of Joseph, but it, it's a good one. Talk about betrayal and heartbreak and oh, all kinds of stuff. And the kid's only 17 at this point. That's a lot to live your life. Mm. With your brothers openly hating you, mind you, openly hating you. It wasn't a surprise. They hated him. He knew it. Um, and then on top of that, to be sold um, into slavery by them and have all these crazy things happen um, at this point just because you're good looking. Like, that's kind of messed up. But anyway, 
I thank you. I um, hope that my dogs throwing a fit did not scare you too much. Um, As always, get in the word, get in the word, get in the word. I cannot express it enough. Get in the word. It is the only way any of us are going to find any type of comfort in this insane social culture where up is down and down is up and everything just doesn't make any sense to me anymore. Um, But God, but God. So I thank you. I pray that you are blessed today and um, keep listening, I guess. Thanks.